The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. As always, brought to you by WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Uh, I'm here with Fred Zinke, as always, on a Tuesday. Fred, how you doing? I'm good. My Jays win almost every night, So, although maybe not uh, tonight. So, of course, I'm good. Yeah, that's It right. might not be tonight. Last, well, night was ama- last night was amazing, though. The weekend, Saturday, one of my most favorite Blue Jays game days. I oh, my gosh. Remember. My gosh. How good Those is it to bounce? be you right now? I mean, it may all go, it may all fall apart soon. Who knows? But they are their roster looks good and they're playing really well. And that Saturday, like getting buried by the Orioles and then coming back to winning game one and then getting no hits for six innings and then 11 know, runs in the second game two. With that one out. Like, and the only out was a sack fly. It was crazy. Incredible. So yeah. that was great. And then 22 runs the next day by like the sixth inning. Or something like that, which is great of them to clear it so that I can just focus on football. That was really nice of them. I appreciated that. They had the lead, an insurmountable lead by like 125, 130. You could just forget about it. So good for them. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, my Reds can't win a damn series. They've yeah. lost 12 of 18. They're losing to the Pirates tonight, 6 nothing. Uh It's crazy. It's just so bad how bad they've been playing lately. And, you know, they're losing series to the Marlins, to the Cubs twice in this stretch, losing to the Cardinals. Well, Cardinals are playing good ball, but it's, it's horrible, extra bad just because of who the opponent is direct loss there. You know, unfathomably the Padres are still alive in this. The Cardinals have gotten alive. The the Phillies are alive. It's a race to the bottom. I mean, there's really four good teams in the national league. And then there's all these middling teams like the Reds, the Cardinals, the Mets, the Phillies. They're all in it. They're all still alive. Yeah, a, t- a team like the Cardinals or Phillies getting that spot would be it would be a great reminder to that baseball is a six month sport because those yeah. teams, at least in the wild card perspective, were kind of dead and buried like like a yeah, while right. ago. I mean, the Reds at least climbed back in like a month ago or something. Um, yeah, I was writing an article that came out earlier today. Um, I still haven't found time to tweet out, but I'll, I'll get on that. But anyways, I didn't realize until I wrote that article of how bad the Padres offense has been in the recent weeks. Like we talk about the pitching and how they've run it a effective pitching, although they've had some like, like overall they've run it effective pitching, but their offense OPS since August 1st is bottom three or four in the major. Yeah. 
Yep. I, I didn't realize the offense had been that that bad. I obviously knew it wasn't great, but I didn't realize it was like like below the Pirates and below the Marlins and teams like that. So, yeah. They, so they're, they're so they're stinking all around. Anyways, the Reds are in it. They're playing meaningful September baseball. It's September fourteenth. Th- this is going to go right down to the wire. I think they're some somehow some way they're a half game up on the wild card entering today. But that's going to yep. change after today. Yep. Uh, Reds, Pirates. I mean, not Reds, Padres, Phillies, Cardinals, Mets. Who's your last wild card? I will go Cardinals. They're kind of rolling. How is who else I going to choose too? I, they're going to have that Cardinals. Kind of, I know magic. it's kind of a cop out. I know it's kind of a cop out, but they're ju- they're just kind because of, they're kind of hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not feeling I'm not feeling the Padres and like you say the Reds aren't playing well. I'm kind of feeling like a like a Phillies or a Cardinals or something like to to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cardinals, led by Adam Wainwright, just like we all predicted. And Adam Wainwright and Paul Goldschmidt. Let's just jump into the Wainwright combo. I know that's on our uh, yeah uh, our, our list. We got to give the people what we want. I teased everybody how you had your tectonic shift in the, the first <laughs> round strategy. We'll get that momentarily, but first we got to talk about some Adam Wayne right here. Gotta, you got to have your vegetables before you have your dessert. That's right. Um, yeah. So Adam Wainwright's been amazing. Uh, he was either undrafted or a late round pick. I would mm-hmm. say, assume he was undrafted in all your 12. I don't do 12s really much. So I assume he was undrafted in your 12s because in my um, 15s. He was like a bench guy at best. Um, coming off a 315 ERA and a 105 whip. I know it was a short season last season, but coming off those numbers, he was a, a, a right. Like I don't. I'm not misremembering this right. Like he was a basic. He was that late of a draft pick. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you exactly where he was just in the main event alone, because uh, that's a pretty good starting sure, point. Great, there. great, great indicator. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was picked 291. So he was drafted. Oh, okay, earlier than I thought. Uh, but still, uh, you know, he had a range of 226 to 355. Uh, right. He was taken along. Around like, 20-ish in, a, in the middle. Yeah, round 20. You know, he, he's rostered, but a few picks so my, for Archie Bradley or, Ky- or Carson Kelly or I, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was good for you for a while. He's out of Vino. These are the guys that you were taking around him. Notice there's no starting pitchers. He's like the only starting pitcher for a while in this grouping here. TJ Antone, remember him? I do. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, talking yeah. him up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Ian Kennedy, old friend, is uh, right around there. Uh, Framber Valdez, a hurt Framber Valdez, or Griffin Canning. We haven't heard that name in a while. That's or Mad Bum. That's that's the area that he was getting taken in. So my my thought with Wainwright, and I I've, I've mentioned this on here before. I mentioned it with Adam Duvall, who's a lot younger than Wainwright, but still like well past the age where we're excited about him. Um, but the people who took Wayne, right, they took him because he was going to be there. St- he was going to be a steady Eddie for them. You know, mm-hmm. he was going to make his starts and, you know, probably have an ERA in the f- low fours or something and a whip that doesn't help you, but hopefully, hopefully doesn't kill you. And he'll get, I have him in NL tout. And that's exactly what I, I was hoping for. Just a steady Eddie who who is coming off a good year. I was like, Hey, maybe he'll be better than, people think coming off a good year, but, but if I can take a four low fours and a one thirty whip and get 10, 11 wins out of them, that would be amazing for $2 in an NL only league. And um, I think I mentioned, like I said, I've mentioned Duvall on here. Um, It's just a good reminder that sometimes the steady eddies 
give you massive profit. And the massive yep. profits don't always have to come from guys who are 23 or from guys like TJ Antone who flash like amazing skills. And, and Antone could have really been something if he didn't get hurt this year. Like I get that. I had him at the beginning of the year in a league and, and everything. But I just find like these, these steady Eddie guys, we always think they're just going to be steady at best. And there's not, there's no upside there, but every year, some of these veterans have like really, really good seasons like Votto, right. Who we've talked about a lot. Like nobody was expecting what they got from Votto 30 home runs and counting right, right now. Like nobody was expecting that when they picked him, they were like, Oh, I'll take Votto one round. His, I bet his ADP is right around where that Wainwright ADP is. So it's very, there's a hitter version. Oh, I'll take Votto. He, he, he won't kill me. Well, sure. Right. He's actually, he's actually going to might drive in a hundred runs this year. He was actually below that. He was picked 317 in the main. He was, there you yeah. go. So yeah. there you go. As, as so, late as 381 in one case. Yeah. I, I just feel like taking these 35 year old, 36, seven year old, like whatever Wainwright, I know he's even a little older than that, but the guys who are just kind of reliable, it, it doesn't mean that you're, you're totally giving up on getting upside out of them and getting a big profit out of them. Like it happens every year. A couple of these guys give you, a few of them give you a big profit. So I think that's just something that when we're chasing all these young guys, um, we shouldn't forget that, that the guy who's been, who's on the downside of his career, who he could have a resurgence. Yeah. I, I learned my lesson the hard way by uh, about saying that no yeah, certain class of players has no upside. You don't right. just don't, you know, first of all, you, you, you don't need to say a statement like that, a broad sweeping statement. It's right. like saying no fantasy value. Uh, when you're discussing a, a, a quote unquote common player, if you're losing a baseball card uh, lingo there. Um, either it's obvious, Captain Obvious, and there's no need to say it, or you're wrong. There's no upside in saying it. So don't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, no I, fantasy value. As soon as you play in a 12 team NL or AL only, you realize that in someone's league, everybody has fantasy value. If you're playing, you, you know, you have fantasy value in those leagues. So definitely, you're right. It's the no fantasy value. It's very league dependent. And yeah, no upside. Like all these, if you're getting drafted in a mixed league, especially, like if you're getting drafted, you have upside. Like there is, yep. there is an upside. If you're an older guy, it's that you turn back the clock. If you're a younger guy, it's that you break out. You know, if you've been an inconsistent guy or an injury prone guy, like there's upside in all of these players. So chasing the steady guys sometimes or the boring guys sometimes, like you may just kind of go ass backwards into some upside. Yeah. I, I, my most infamous uh, utterance of saying no upside was Rick Porcello. Said it on Sirius XM. I said, there's no upside with him. A Cy Young Award uh, award later, you know, oops, guess there was some upside yeah. after all there. Yeah. No, so, you know, just like, didn't have the strikeout rate. Even in a Cy Young year, he didn't have the sexy strikeout rate. It was better, but it certainly wasn't that. But, you know, there's still upside, believe it or not. Um, a, so, I think that's a great example, though. Like Porcello that year, 2016, was like a great example. Like you look at his career going into that, and it's just basically one four something ERA after another, one one thirty ish whip after another, and then boom, it just all clicked. The people who grabbed him were grabbing him to eat innings and win them a dozen games, and yep. win them a dozen games, and hopefully not totally just hopefully not hurt their ratios too much, and they got that amazing season. So. Yeah, Jake. and then he went right back to being terrible. But yeah, you get uh, Wayne. I mean, granted, I mean, you could have gotten Wainwright, or you could have gotten Madison Bumgarner. Bum, Mad Bum actually has had his moments, but yep. who would you rather have this season? You know, yeah. getting Wainwright was a good decision. So good on them. 
if if there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it is making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. I'm here with Fred Zinke. It's time, Fred, to give the people what they want. And that is your tectonic ship and first round, first round draft philosophy. Uh, you are completely going to change how you draft the first round next year, or at least with one player. One player is forcing you to do that. Well, first of all, what is this philosophy and who is this mystery player, Fred? So, okay, you've way overstated what, <laughs> what I put in the notes. Just for everyone listening, like this, Jeff has now way overstated what I put in the notes. But Never, I'm, never uh, would I do that to you. Never. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've always been pretty vocal that um, if I in the last five years or so, especially since just statistics have shifted that if I'm taking so I will take a pitcher in the first round, that's fine. But if I'm taking mm-hmm. a position player in the first round, he has to steal bases. Like I was the basically never Nolan Arenado guy during his, mm-hmm. his prime at Coors. I just, when you do the, the math on it and you look at the players and you look back at previous years, like it's really, you're really going into some bad hitters to try to get your stolen bases in the middle to late rounds. So I've always said, I need to come out of the first few rounds with steals. And we, I, we went through all this this year. Like, like it was kind of, it had to be almost like the first three or four rounds. Like there was guys like Merrifield and Marte, like in rounds, like three, maybe early round four, a Rosarena was in round four, but it quickly dried up after that to the point where if you were chasing steals in like round nine, 10 beyond, like you were getting, you were getting some drafting, some guys who you, you weren't even really sure, you know, right. remember, um, Jimenez from the Indians climbed like way up at one point during draft season and Miles Straw and guys like that. So anyways, um, I, one thing I've noticed late in the se- late in seasons and I, I got to hold this more into the off season, but it's impossible to chase batting. I find it impossible to chase batting average late in the year. Don't you like you just, yeah. you can't chase it. Yeah, it's true. Um, it, it's really difficult to do. Well, I, Usually you've done a you've done your damage. Now I think Todd Zola would weigh in here and say the math shows otherwise. It depends I on know. the categories. It but depends I mean, on how tight it is, right? Right. But I mean chase it as in make planned Sunday moves, like like fab moves to get it. Like I could like I could pick up DJ Peters last Sunday in an effort to get home runs in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I could pick up Yanni Hernandez last Sunday, the week before, in an effort to get steals. It's hard to chase batting average like late in the season. It's true. Like who's going to hit for average this week? Like that's a really tricky one. Like you can get Luis Arias, who I I still have on my main event team. Every week we talk about cutting him and every week we kind of hang on to him because he's got three positions and he hits for average. So you just keep him on your bench. If you need him during the week, you can put him in. Um, 
but like you can chase guys like that, but you don't even know if he'll hit for average next week. I mean, I guess Peters may not hit a home run, but like I find the batting, you could pick up Arias to help you with batting average next week. I'm just pick, picking him off the top as a waiver wire guy who's typically like a 300 hitter. You could pick him up to hit, help you with batting average next week, and he could hit 150. He could hurt your batting average. Peters yeah. can just hit zero home runs. Hernandez can just not steal a base. Like yeah. Arias could actually take you backwards in it's a bad true. week in batting average. I, I love looking at the weeklies on their NFBC pages just to see kind of where guys, which guys are up and down, which guys are consistent. Um, when you click on their player page, you can see that. Um, well, the answer is clearly just pick up Frank Schwindel and you address everything. That that would have been a that would be not steals, but that would be a great yeah. move. But I do find even late in the season, I can sometimes get steals. I find chasing steals all year is really hard. Um, mm-hmm. There are some Yanni Hernandez, Laoti Tavares, and guys who aren't on the Texas Rangers who you can pick up uh, late in the season, right? Like there's two guys right there. I have both of them on various teams. Um, True. Tavares, for some reason, I, I think you might have picked him up in some leagues too, if I remember your conversation with Scott. Yeah. Basically, he stole bases. Then we picked him up, and since then, he hasn't stolen any bases. Right. That's well, you haven't gotten the benefit of the bargain, anyhow. That that's absolutely right. True. And, and yeah. I, but I do think if you leave Tavares in your lineup, he'll steal some more bases. The rest. Yeah. Of what, the what's going to happen though is he's going to go like one for his next twenty. He's going to strike out fourteen times. We're going to bench, bench him, and then he'll have like four stolen bases next week. It's when true. He, it's almost like when you when you look at his box score, if you have him, don't look at the steals. Just make sure he got a hit. At yeah. least like make sure he got a hit or something to stay in the lineup, because if he stays in the lineup the rest of the way, you'll get your steals. You might not get any this week. You might get three next week. You might get you might not get any for four days. You might get two in the next, in game five or something. So, yeah, um, like I think they'll come. The batting average is hard to chase. I find my teams this year and this obviously is unique to me, but my teams are generally doing worse in batting average than they are in the counting stat categories. I find those of us who are really active with our teams we can do a good job in the counting stat categories because we're really active. We maximize at bats. We get, we get our hurt guys out of the lineup. You know, we get guys who are getting benched or platooned out of our lineup, that kind of thing. We maximize platoons on the weekend. If it's like an NFBC style format, but I can't do that with batting average. That is why, because his batting average is so good and he's so young and so talented, I will be in the market for Guerrero for Vlad Guerrero junior in my drafts next year i think i I will see where the sgps put him when i project out his stats but i mean there are like no holes in that game he's he's super talented he's going to be among the home run leaders it looks like i can't see that changing the blue jays lineup is going to be so good again next year like they don't lose much or anything they might get springer all year next year like maybe they lose maybe they lose simeon but they were they're not going to replace simeon with nothing if they lose him they're in win-now mode now. I mean, I mean, Vlad, I never chased Arenado, who was more of a 300 hitter. Guerrero in this environment hitting 317 right now, like like him in that this environment, that is a, like a really impactful batting average on your fantasy team. And then the home runs and the runs and the RBIs and the lineup, I am willing to take him without getting steals. And I'm telling you, I would, I've, I haven't taken Mike Trout in a draft in, I don't, I don't even remember having Trout on my team. I never okay. take him because he quit stealing bases. I was that was so. Are you prepared to take Vlad Junior third overall? Maybe. Like I haven't totally done. I haven't done my twenty twenty two projections yet. But just looking at, let's see. I haven't even seen any like early drafts. Let's say I'm not interested in a pitcher in the top three. 
because DeGrom's who knows and right. the other guys have all been good, but I don't know if I put Cole necessary. Maybe Cole. Um, so I would put Vlad right there with Tatis and Trey Turner. Again, I've got to run the projections, but off the top of my head, Tatis, Acuna? Trey Turner. Oh, and Juan Soto. Who's What about Acuna? It depends what Acuna's health is like, right? Like, I don't think, is Acuna going to be ready for the start of the season? I, I think, don't think that's actually will. a legit question. I thought he, yeah. you know. I, and and is he going to run? Yeah. And is he, like, will he be run? I, I feel like Acuna, I, I will be a little surprised. I haven't been reading on Acuna a ton since I'm so locked into what, to this, like, maximizing my my teams for the rest of this year. But I, I don't know. I, if I had to bet money right now, I bet he won't be back for opening day. And if he was, I can't imagine him coming out and stealing bases right away. I guess you never know. Yeah. Um, so, I, so yeah, I, I think the injury factor, I can't put Acuna with those guys. I think he had uh, his surgery on July 21st, 22nd, okay. something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a torn ACL. That's a tough call. Uh, I mean, so just Vlad see, has earned more than those guys. I mean, I Vlad's think. earned so much, though, th- hitting 318 with 45 homers, 100, you know, and just the counting stats are ludicrous, too. He even has four bags. He's not a complete utter zero <laughs> there. Complete zero. Yeah. I, I think I think I would take him ahead of Turner. I know I'm giving up so far this year, I'm giving up 23 steals. So let's say I'm giving up about 25 steals, but mm-hmm. I think he's just as safe of a source of batting average, if not safer. And I'm going to get back about the same amount of what I'm losing in steals. I basically get back in home runs. And I think the counting stats of Vlad will just be way better. Well, yeah, especially the RBIs will be so much better and the runs will be similar. Yeah. I know he's ahead of Turner and runs this year, but Turner with the Dodgers next year, you don't know. He could, he could score 120 runs. We wouldn't be surprised. Right. I mean, yeah, he's played 12 fewer games. So yeah, you figure maybe he makes up a lot of that staggered runs, but RBI he's never going to make up, you know, as good as he's been with, you know, hit 21 homers. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's, that's right. Quite- so, so I think Tatis. I would, I would have. To, I think if he's healthy, I would have to take Tatis over Vlad. Yeah. Everybody so, else, I don't know. Cole Degrom is the tough one there. You know, Otani. What are you going to do with Otani? I mean, are you drafting Otani strictly as a hitter next year? Are you going to yep. use his pitching stats at all? That's the question. I think when you look at him, great in real life. You know, if you have somehow, are you in auto new league where you have daily moves? Of course, he's one one a with a bullet. Yep. Because yeah. he just does something that nobody else can. But, you know, with anybody else, though, I mean, you're I, like in the NFPC, ha- I have a hard time imagining when you wouldn't use him as a hitter. Agreed. Oh, I, yeah, I'm going to, I, I don't even think, because I don't play in any leagues where you can move Otani like from pitcher, starting pitcher one day to hitter the next day. If you're in those leagues, I agree. Like he, like he's at the very top, but I don't play in any of those leagues. Um, I'll take Vlad over him. So I'm giving up 20 steals. I'm going to get a lot of batting average. That's assuming Otani keeps running the same amount, but if he does, I'm giving up about 20 steals. I'm going to get a lot more batting average with Vlad and we'll see what the angel, now the angels lineup could be quite good next year. Like if Trout and Rendon are back full strength, like that's a lot of that's a lot of lineup support that he was missing. All a of full season, season of Joe Adele, a full season yeah. of Marsh could be uh, good. There's a lot of ifs carrying the day there. The Blue, but. Yeah, it's not the Blue Jays lineup. Like right. it's not that. Like if the Blue Jays have everybody back except Simeon, if they have Simeon back, like holy moly! But if they have everyone back except him, but they replace him with someone decent, and Kirk will play more next year, and he's starting to come on. Like he, he will play more next year than he did this year. 
yeah, I just I like that the lineup makes it is a part of that equation for me. Just it just keeps raising Vlad's floor. Again, I'll have to run the SGPs and, and my SGPs do favor base sealers because I want base sealers early. And I'd have to compensate for that with Vlad. Like like if 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 I, you took Vlad second overall, for example, like you're like on that two, three turn, you probably need a pitcher and a, a guy who steals base. Like maybe you need Whit Merrifield and a pitcher or something yeah. like that. I don't know if Marte makes it all the way back. He's going to go. I was high just going to suggest Marte, and we don't he know where Marte is going to land, but uh, that—that's yeah. definitely one of them. That you know, it—you it, know—you look at—he's been crazy since joining the A's. Yeah, Just crazy. What a what a push! What a free agency push there. I mean, that, that's that's fantastic numbers for him. Um, quick note from our next sponsor, uh, Vivid Seats, as well as our Blue Wire sponsors. The summer is coming to an end which means only one month until postseason baseball. There's no better place than Vivid Seats to watch your team race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game, to see your favorite performer, or that new show everyone is talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Big thanks to Vivid Seats as well as uh, our Blue Wire Network sponsors. Uh, it's still one nothing Rays uh, against the Jays. They're in the bottom of the six now. 
I want to br- I bring this up because Drew Matt Rasmussen is pitching for uh-huh. the Jays uh, for the Rays today. And on July 5th, he gave up four homer or four runs in one inning against Cleveland. Since then, he has not had an outing where he's allowed more than one run. Just a remarkable streak. Uh, and this is a guy that's really unheralded. He's only gone five innings, I think, three times. So they've been building him up slowly, trying to get him more innings here and there. It's kind of a, a poor man's uh, Shane McClanahan. In fact, he's out of the game now. It's Fairbanks that's in the game. So it's yet another outing where he didn't allow uh, a, a more than a run. Really, really awesome streak here. He came over in the Willie Adamas trade. We know what the Brewers did uh, with Adamas and how good that trade's been for them. But here we here we see it now uh, that the Rays, you, know, you don't judge that trade too quickly. The Rays kind of know what they're doing. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. So you mean to tell me the Rays picked up a pitcher and then made him awesome? No way. From um, the Brewers, no less, who are really yeah. good at doing that. That's the weird That's thing. It's true. Uh, yeah, he uh, and, and yeah, his start with the Brewers this season was not good. Like as a reliever, not good at all. Nothing impressive at all. Yeah, they've built him up really slowly. And I don't know if it's building up slowly or if that's just limiting his exposure to lineups, like getting him out in the 50s for pitches. They this just yeah. recently have they taken they given him a little more like it was always in the 50s and then it was the last two starts 74 and 71 pitches so um now he's become viable i added him in the only league where i could um on sunday i I didn't spend a lot and six bucks or something like that but nobody has any money left anyways i spent a a little like i put he wasn't a two dollar bid i put i bid what i could he was my top bid in that group and that league which league Um, was that i was just like a 15 team team nfbc like not a main event or anything okay. like that not labor that or anything like that. it was not labor i don't think he was available in labor if he I don't was think i missed so him yeah. yeah um strike yeah like you say strikeout rates in the starts is just okay um but for sure for this two-start week i was all in and the and the blue jays matchup did not scare me as much as i just talked about how great their offense has been um when you haven't given up like you said when you haven't given up more than one run in an outing since the first since the all-star break, I think we can trust, we can give him a shot against the yep. Blue Jays for four or five innings or six innings or whatever. And then, and then he had a better matchup. I think it was Detroit this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I thought he was a no brainer to have like, act, especially because the Rays are so good. Like if he goes five innings, one running either of those games, he's got a pretty good chance of winning it. So uh, I, I think he's another really interesting. You just, you can't count out starter, like pitchers on the Rays. Once they can get to five innings, you have to be interested in them. It seems to me like they unlocked his command. Uh, before the trade with right. the Brewers, he had 12 walks and in 17 innings. With the Rays going into tonight's outing, 11 walks and in 44 innings. He had the swing strike, right? He had 25 Ks in 17 innings with the Brewers before the trade. Uh, and mind you, I think the world of the Brewers and how they develop yep. pitchers. I think, you know, Craig Council does a great job managing them. They, de- they, de- they develop. They get guys out of the, under the radar there. They're really good at doing that. Oh my God! The Reds just ran it into a double play in the inning. Ugh, gross. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. D- distraction. Um, I should turn off the TV. Just I'd be much happier. Uh, it's true <laughs> in a lot of things. Swinging, but he came into the last year. He had this Drew. We're talking he instead of my distractions. Drew Rasmussen had a thirteen point three percent swing strike rate last year. Average ninety seven point seven average fastball velocity. He's kind of he's dropped down a little bit in his swinging strike rate, but he's still striking out nearly 26% of the batters he's faced. And keep in mind now he's going deeper in innings. That swinging strike rate, that that's that K percentage, those should go down a little bit. 
He's yep. still maintaining pretty close to that. He's doing he's doing really well with that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, on the topic of the raised pitchers, the one that that really boggled my mind is they could not find a way to make Michael Walker good this year. I'm I, I'm almost more surprised that they couldn't make Michael Walker good this year than that they made Rasmussen good. And and going into next year, Rasmussen, if he's in yeah. the if he's in the the thing is, we won't be able to predict their rotation beyond the top guys from like one week to the next at the beginning of next season. But yeah, well, they probably won't the, have Eddie Glass now. Right, they'll have you know who knows what they'll do with Yarbrough. Um, yeah, he's kind of he's another yeah. one they haven't been able to yeah get going this year. Well, that's, that's the thing. You look at the rotation. McClanahan's on the IL. Yarbrough's yeah. been meh. Patino yeah. has only had his good outings here and there. Yeah. They're using Dietrich ends uh, and all yeah. the puns that come with that. Yeah, uh, fortunately, he hasn't been Burt ends so far. But yeah. you know, you didn't think that's that's not the pun you saw coming. But uh, it's not yeah. actually. So when it's the pun you needed. Uh, yeah, but Walk has done much. hasn't done, hasn't done much. Hasn't done it. it. Hasn't been good. No, no, it's just crazy. Uh, so just, like, don't they seem ripe for the plucking in the playoffs? Not that I'm anticipating my favorite team playing them, but um, they seem like a team that could be knocked out in the playoffs. But you, but you know, when they get into a series, they're going to be such a tough out. Yeah, their lineup and, has been really good lately. I think again, same article. I think they were second or third in the in this or in the majors in OPS since August 1st, which is basically when they picked up Cruz. Yeah. And unlike Billy Bean, his stuff, their stuff does work in the playoffs. Yes. Uh, they, they, yep. they, they got, I mean, they're, look at what they're doing. It's crazy. Uh, yep. So, you know, and I, and it's not really a knock on Billy Bean. It's just more that whole line. Why is S doesn't work in the playoffs, but uh, yep. it goes back to the whole Moneyball days. Uh, and that was kind of, Unfortunate and unfair too, but just didn't win a World Series. That's all they really wanted to say about that. Um, yeah, they're I mean eighty nine and fifty five. It's it's crazy. They're not the Giants, but they're close. It's, you know, second best, second or third best record in baseball almost every day. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see where they're at vis a vis the Dodgers. No, Dodgers are ahead of them now too. So they're third best record in baseball, but best in the American League. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. And they will. And yeah, like I said, they will be a tough out, even if it's just duct tape holding that rotation together in the yep. playoffs or and just they're throwing out Waka and he's pitching once through the order or something, whatever they decide to do or or, yeah. or they'll find a way. I don't know. They'll find a way. They will not be an easy out. But but from a fantasy perspective, there's Rasmussen for sure is interesting to have right now. McClanahan, if healthy, is interesting to have. But Yarbrough is not. Walk is not. Like like you said, breaking it all down. Like there's not for a team that's winning the American League. There's not much there in that rotation or the pitching staff in general. There's also not a full time closer. Trust me, I have Andrew Kittredge, and I, I was just starting to get excited about him, and then. I haven't had anything to get excited about recently. Like there, there's not yeah. much in that rotation to help mixed league fantasy players. Not at all. Or sorry, no. the whole pitching staff to help mixed league fantasy players. It's really remarkable for a team that that's doing so well. The Giants are a little like that, where their pitchers started off kind of under the radar this year, but now, like you never take Logan Webb out of your lineup and Gossman and some of these guys. Like they're, yeah, they, like they've had some guys who've been really good. Jake McGee's been a great safe source. The Rays. They just keep winning, and we can't even use them, or we can kind right. of use them in. Sometimes sports. it's even true with their hitters. Like, yes, look at Joey Wendell. You know, as, as a yep. guy who's having a pretty good year, hitting yep. two seventy six, ten homers, fifty one RBI, sixty five runs, seven stolen bases, seven sixty seven OPS. Very similar to last year, striking out a lot more actually. But you know, he he sits a lot. Everyone, and you yep. like. Although at the end of the day, you look and you see four, four, four and forty-four plate appearances. He gets parts of games that That's add right. up to a little bit here and there too. 
Uh, but he's difficult to employ. He's difficult to put in there on a regular basis because uh, yep. they platoon like crazy, pitching and hitting. Yep. In an AL only, it's not a problem. You just project the stats and you leave them in your lineup and it doesn't matter. You yep. never take them out. But in a mixed, yeah, G-Man Troy, same thing. Every week yep. I think, hey, maybe I should pick him up. Oh, no, they face two lefties this week. Forget it. I won't yeah. bother. Um, yeah. G-Man I mean, Choi is the reason why the Rays are ahead, by the way, in this game. He hit a solo right. shot off Barrios. Right. There you go. And yeah, it's a different hero all the time. So they, I mean, yeah. they do have some like a Rosarena, Brandon Lau, Cruz now, Franco now. I know Franco's hurt, but before he got hurt. So they do have some guys who, and, and I had kind of written off Brandon Lau actually early in the season. I mean, he's really struggling and he's like, uh, my bad. He's totally turned things around here since about the beginning of June. Yeah. He still strikes out a ton, but yeah, he does, he, but he's hitting 238. His OP, OPS is per month since the beginning of June, 879, 1032, 926, 946. Like he's, yep. and the batting averages in those months, 241, 288, 262, 321. So you'll take it. You'll take that with, with power. Yep. Yeah. Like 33 I said, homers. I don't know his August. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, my bad. I had kind of written him off. He struck out a lot. He looked like he was falling into a platoon role. We know the Rays love platoon roles. To me, it all made sense that he he was overrated. And But good for him. He turned things around. Indeed. I have Indeed. zero shares. I have like one of Brandon right. Lau. He, I, right. he got priced up a lot, I, I felt did. like. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, and the guy, another guy that got priced up a lot and is vexing me a lot, I tweeted about him last night, is you Darvish. Got crushed again last night. His worst outing ever, actually. Eight runs, I think, in four innings. Uh, as the Giants clinched the playoff uh, spot in front of the Padres at his expense against their supposed ace, where are you putting you Darvish next year? Yeah, come and that start was coming off a good start. Yeah. Right? Like he exactly. had, had a good start against the, now against the Angels, who – if I want to refer to the exact same article, are last in the majors in OPS since June, uh, since August first. So uh, I so never I would have assume, known that. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And with Otani doing what he's doing, they're still last. But it makes sense because the rest of that lineup is just riddled with injuries to the good players, and right, therefore has fallen apart. So yeah, so you Darvish since June fifteenth which is not the exact crackdown date on pitching substances, but it is basically when they announced, I think it's right when they announced they were cracking down going to like, they, they started like the 21st yep. or something like that. Uh, 659 ERA. So and you're being generous by including, you know, cause I did give him a couple really good starts, starts after that. You're right. Yeah. 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 But you I, I tried, no, I tried to be legit. Yeah. So no, I tried to be legit. Off there. <laughs> yeah. I think in those three starts though, what do we got? We got 17 innings and six runs. So no, those, those three first three starts in that list that I grabbed, mm-hmm. if I made it July 1st, it gets even worse, but I wanted to be legit. If I was going to mention, if I was going to, a lot of us like to reference from the pitching substances announcement. So yeah. um, very, very Homer prone since then, although he let in four last game, but even beyond that, he's typically letting in one or one plus a start. But the, mm-hmm. what's interesting about him is even over that stretch, the strikeout to walk ratio continues to be really good. 71 innings, 85 strikeouts and 17 walks. Like that's, you know, basically yeah. four to one. Like it's, that's really good still. That's, that's, that's great. He should be really good. The he whip's 128. It's a little high. The whip's a little high, but, but it's not terrible. Um, yeah. So, and, and it's like, like, like other than that one easy start against the angels, he can't, he can't even succeed against the diamondbacks. He had two diamondback starts in August three, sorry, three of them. And two of them, he got shelled. 
trust me, I acutely know this because he's <laughs> one of my aces in the main event. He and Lucas Giolito, we lost Bassett in that league. And we wonder why we're losing points. Weird, strange. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it, we, we've just gotten crushed on the pitching side ever since the crackdown, basically. And a lot of it is yeah. him. Uh, and it's just, it's terrible. I mean, you look at it though, like, remember he used to be a big walk guy in 2018 with the Cubs. He walked 11.7, uh, you know, 11.7% walk rate. It's 5.9 this year. It's not as good as last year, but it's still really good. You know, he, it all looks like he should be better. And, and then I'm even looking at those starts. Yeah. Like, like I narrowed it down now since July, since the beginning of July and it's a 767 ERA. And the, like in that time, he's got one home start against the Dodgers. He's got like like an at Braves. Yeah. The matchups are fine. Like at the Phillies is not easy, but it's not that bad. Right. Um, three Arizona games. Uh, he's got a Marlins game in there. Uh, you know, like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. His 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 FIP this year is a little lower than his ERA, like about forty points lower, but. Well, uh, take a look though. If you year, look at maybe. some of the, yeah, I mean, take a look at a few things here. Um, his BABIP is is two seventy three. He's actually almost been lucky batting average wise. Home runs per nine one point six two in two thousand nineteen one point six six two thousand eighteen one point five eight two thousand seventeen one point three. What am I leaving out? Oh yeah, last year 0.59. Guess what? Yeah. He faced only the yeah. NL Central and AL Central last year. I should have been more on this. That was my entire thesis, by the way, is that for yeah. this season. Didn't work with Adam Wainwright, by the way. We're not. We're just going to happily whistle past that one there. But, uh, you know, home runs to fly ball, 15.3% this year is 8.8 last year. He ran exceptionally lucky in home run luck, and I completely overlooked that. Um, so I don't even know if it's what's wrong with him. Is this, this is more what we should have expected. Yeah, it, the only the hard part of that just though is that for two and a half months this season, he actually was everything he was last yeah. year. Yeah, like that's his true. ERA, he was carrying an ERA in the ones through the second half of May and into the mid twos into the second half of June. Like he actually was everything he was last season, and then it just all fell apart at a really coincidental time. But I don't know. Like we don't right. know. Um, did he uh, did he discover spider tech with the Cubs? Is that the deal? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or, or yeah, part of his time through. I, I'm really like, I'll never know. I, like, unless he comes out and tells us, which he won't. So I'll never know. But like looking ahead on him. Okay, so looking for the rest of the season. Let's say you have him and somehow, despite all of this, you're doing well. Like, can you roll him out there for his upcoming starts? I have to. I mean, just because okay. look at the alternatives. I, and yeah, my team is actually sort of competitive still. I mean, it is competitive. I got a chance for the money. I'm not going to win my league in the main, but I've got a chance to finish in the money. Uh, Tim and I do. We have a chance to finish in yeah. the money. I, I need to properly uh, give credit to uh, to Shoe here. But, you know, I, you know we, need, we need this. We need Giolito to come back this week and be an ace. We need pitching just desperately. We're averaging pitching. Giolito is pitching right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, we rolled Jake Woodford tonight. Uh, that, that's how desperate we are. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, we picked up Taylor Hearn. We're just dying. I picked up Luke Weaver the week before McClanahan's hurt this week. Kenley, uh, I we probably should have left him active. He's on paternity leave. I, yeah, he's back I, today. Uh, I'm going to have a, give Shua Stern talking to, maybe I can still switch this yeah. actually. Uh, but, okay. uh, and while we're talking, this is this is I think this is one of those rare instances there where I think it's justified. No, I can't. It's locked. Oh. He's locked. Darn it. 
So, so for Darvish, his next start is this weekend at the Cardinals. If you could move him, would you use him for that start? I guess. Ah, the Cardinals are playing well. I mean, the obvious answer is it's it's at this point in the season, it's very team dependent. How much yeah. are you protecting your ratios? How much do you have to gain in strikeouts? He's got one win since the beginning of July, but I still get it. On Saturday, he has a chance to get a win. He's facing yeah. Jay Happ. He's facing Jay Happ. That's pretty manageable. Um, I'm telling you, if he gets bombed or really, if he goes four innings, four runs against the Cardinals, next week he's got a home to the Braves. I think I said him. It's a one-star week, and I think next week, I think I, I think I, like I, I try to sit him. Do or do not. There is no try. Only do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it, yeah. You're right. It's it's a matter of are am I all the way down to sitting him for? You're still getting K's. You can always I mean, that, get a reliever. Here's the one thing about Darvish is you're still getting the strikeouts. I mean that that that's a powerful push towards keeping him active to be honest i'm looking you. through his last few starts here's the strikeouts last five starts four six three seven three so that kind of averages out to about five so if he's got a one start week five would i take the trade off of one or two k's to just grab a, a reliever for the week i can get three <laughs> or four from a reliever so Depends on, yeah i mean the relievers I mean, aren't going to be great I mean, either though Right. I might miss out. I think I can get someone like I, I can get some reliever on waivers who's just been pitching really well this year and can get me three yeah. or four strikeouts. I know Darvish has a few starts this year with like 10 strikeouts, but there haven't been again since the beginning of July. There, there's only one of those where he really he has some sevens and some eights. I don't know. I, again, it's I know it's all category standings yeah. dependent well, right now, but the whole, one he, start week against the Braves. And I think the next one start week is either against the Dodgers, depending on how they line it up, is against the Dodgers or the Giants. Yeah, their schedule is brutal the rest of the way. I think uh, I would counterpoint. I I, I'm out. I'm four way tie for sixth place and wins with 73. Two teams are above us at 75. Another one's at 76. Another at 78. There's another team right below us at 72. Wins are where it's at. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, we should probably have like nine starters next week, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see about that. We, although we can gain a, a point or two in saves and lose a couple point or two in saves. We're just screwed, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> Which I yeah, should, you know, I've managed myself into that situation in the first place there. Uh, before we finish up here today, quick note from our friends at Yahoo. The new NFL season is finally here, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and becoming shark free yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free ten dollars in contest entry credit users can take advantage of this free ten dollar entry con contest entry credit offer to join one of yahoo's biggest contests including the one million dollar baller contest the one million dollar baller contest features one million in total prizes including first place receiving a hundred thousand dollars and an entry to the first ever yahoo fantasy football championship live finals event which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit Yahoo or visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim that free $10 offer to get started. Again, sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome. All right, Fred, to tie this all up, we're going to finish with something a little bit on a happier note. Cindy Alcantara has been burned by run support all year. But he got the win last night. We're all so happy for him. He's been a stud. He just can't get any run support. 
Yep. So all is forgiven, right? He got the win last night. So yep. you're over it now. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, he's been great. I think he's a, we'll see what the Marlins do in the off season, but I know they're trying to trend up. I think he's a number two. He's been a horse too, like so far in his career, like 2019, 197 innings. And yeah. then this year, he, this year he's going to be around 197 innings. So this is someone who's like, like our, like when we talk about worrying about pitchers and in innings, he's someone who's shown he can accumulate them, you know, and he's just coming into his prime. It, it looks like we can count on an ERA in the low threes, a whip that helps. It won't be like an ace type whip. I could see him round five. What do you think? You think I'm even too low? If he gets 200 strikeouts, am I, am I too low? I think I am. Maybe round four. Four or five. It kind of depends. What do the Marlins do this offseason? Because, they, 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 I mean, they, their lineup is crap. I mean, there's no it is. You're right. If they go the boring veteran, like if they grab a bunch more Adam Duvalls at the last minute, if that's their free agency plan again, let all the good player, really good players sign, and we'll just take some stop gaps, uh, you know, at the last minute, then you're right. Then I'm going to be yeah. pessimistic a bit on his win total. Right. I don't want that. Although to be honest there, I don't think you should besmirch the good name of Adam Duvall. Who's been just doing no, he's, things. You're for right. Us. Yeah. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, fourth or fifth. And this is 15 team where we're talking about here. I mean, wins still are a category, you know, you can get wins on a bad team, but it's really difficult to do so. Um, so that'll be the team context will be a tough start. That's a tough spot there. Um, yeah, and they won't be good. Like they might be right. a little better, but I don't like. We're not going to look at them and be like, "Whoa, look at this! They've added Marcus Simeon and this guy and this guy." Like they, that won't happen. I just hope they show some initiative to that lineup. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. I think that that I hope so. I hope you're right about that because I do love yeah. me some Sandy. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna put a pin in one of our topics next week. We will have a Teoscar Hernandez appreciation segment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As well as maybe other former Astros outfielders doing well elsewhere. Ryan De La Cruz starts with JD Martinez, obviously, but uh, we need to talk some Teoscar. We just ran out of time today. Uh, so we'll do that next week. Uh, Fred, what do you got working on next? Uh, a list of pitchers to pick up if you want to stream, especially if you're okay. in daily leagues. Stream this weekend and some guys to use next week, too, if you're looking at Sunday Fab. That'll be out Friday. All right. Very good. All right. Well, that's going to end up today's uh, podcast. I want to thank WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, for their exclusive po- sponsorship all season long for us here. Uh, good luck to the Jays. Good luck to the Reds. And good luck to your fantasy teams down the stretch. Unless your name's Jeff Zimmerman and you're in my main event league. And then I wish you all the illest luck in the world. But um, besides that, I mean, not only in fantasy, not in the world, just baseball. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.